Radio Free Cybertron. Transformers. Rewind. This week on Transformers Rewind, when you see Jinrai come barreling toward you atop Grand Maximus, you know it's a showdown on the surface of the moon from Master Force. In this episode, God Jinrai fights a repaint of last year's toy as well as Overlord on the surface of the moon. <laughs> the fight turns fair when another repaint of another toy from last year joins the fray. おお、グランドマクシマス。遅れてすまん。ブラックザラック。デストロンが地球に呼ぼうとしていたのはお前だったのか。だが、地球をデストロンの本拠地にするなどということは、この私が許さん。我々の動きをよくキャッチしたな。
that you know the previous version didn't get. But it's still it's a repaint. I mean, it's not like kids are stupid. The well, kids the repaint would be cool. I mean, Zarek was a decent retool in terms of like the head and stuff. But yeah, yeah. um, they'll buy it. <laughs> they bought it. I mean, probably. I mean, maybe they did. We don't know. Yeah, I don't know what the toy sales were from that, but you know. But I mean, Ginray or uh, not, um, uh, Grand Maximus is still one of you know a highly sought after figure. You know, but it's you highly know, sought but, after because it's rare, or because people want it because he was you know. Yeah. Grand I think Maximus. it's a perceived rarity. You know, it's yeah. the same way people. It's the same way anybody on the face of this earth gives a crap about art fire. Yeah. 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 Because it's Japanese, it's not a good toy. Well, I mean, it's Inferno. It's an okay fine. It's a fine G1 toy, but it's not an interesting repaint. It's Inferno with a white cab. It's not special. It's not magical. It's not something you should be clamoring for, but by gum, it's Japanese. So anytime anybody mentions Stepper, somebody goes, well, where's Artfire? Is Artfire coming? That probably means we're getting an Artfire. <laughs> no, and that has happened once. And I'm still amazed that we got that art fire at a million publishing. <laughs> I, I, just, I like the pretender shell. That's what I want. Yeah. So in, yeah. in this episode, basically, uh, Jinrai is our super Jinrai, God Jinrai, which actually... Take your bloody pick. Yeah, yeah are, are on, he's on the moon fighting uh, both Overlord and uh, uh, Black Zarak. And basically he's confronting them to protect the earth from destron invasion or what is, what is what what's going on in this episode well this picks up after a a, a chain of episodes uh after master force crossed over into the halfway point like as soon as it made that cross past its halfway point they were like right story arc and it had grand maximus arrive to earth and say hey, you guys watch out now there's a thing coming and uh, Black, Black Zarak has been uh, encroaching upon Earth for the last batch of episodes. Um, there's a reference in this episode to something he did in an, ep- an episode or two previously where he caused a meteor bombardment of Earth like to herald his coming. And um, if he gets to Earth, it'll be bad juju. So, uh, yeah, that's basically it. It's just to prevent destruction. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, uh, much is made of the fact that God Jin Rai had to... The, 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 all the Autobots had to work together to build God Bomber so that Jin, God Jin Rai, so the Jin Rai could become God Jin Rai and gain the power of flight and go and intercept him before he, uh, he uh, made it to Earth. So when did he become uh, Supreme Commander or Commander of the Autobot Forces? That was again. Was that the previous? You know, I, I, my memories are blowing together, so I don't remember if it was in the previous episode. It was either the previous episode or it was the episode where they kicked off the story arc and Grand Maximus arrived, and he was appointed Supreme Commander because Metalhawk said, "You do it." <laughs> Metalhawk right, was a, boss. You have a new toy, toy and I don't. So yeah, you do basically, Metalhawk. You're trying to up. Thing. So you're a truck driver, you can lead, so there you go. Yeah. I mean, this episode is actually pretty important for Jin. It is quite, it's, it's the transformative moment for Jin Rai when he looks down upon the earth from the moon and, and, and realizes the smallness of it all and, and dedicates himself to protecting it. And it's, a, it's a, a, a statement of the mission, the mission statement of Master Force, you know, where it's up to the people of Earth to protect Earth as well, you know, and, and that is the the theme of Master Force, you know. 
So it's quite a significant one, even though it is one that is largely just full of really... Um, punching. Punching, yes, but not... <laughs> Very languid punching. Yes, it's it's not it's not fast. It's not furious. No. It's like uh, I'm going to shoot you. You're going to fall slowly. And hey, am I going to attack you when you're down? No, I'm just going to fly I'll just, it. I'll just wait for you to get back up. Well, that's the honorable thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. Yeah, Master Force is my. I don't know if it's my least favorite of the Japanese G1 continuity. It's hovering there with victory. Uh, but I, I, this is where it sort of gets interesting, more interesting for me when when they move away more, uh, like from the heavily um, pretender-focused stuff in the beginning. I love Metal Hawk. I mean, you know, I, I do like Metal Hawk. I do like, um, you know, the characters or the toys, sort of. But just the series, it, it picks up, but to me it just doesn't necessarily go anywhere. It just kind of... I mean, there's a there's a beginning that's one thing and an end that's another. But just the whole series in general for me just doesn't necessarily work. But I, what I do like about it is the fact that you have these very you have this. It's sort of like a, um, it's sort of like a, what's well, literally like the point between headmasters and victory, where it goes from like being this sort of. I am a G- very G1 style series to becoming, hey, I am a really, 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 really Japanese style series. It's just sort of transitional. I don't know. It's, 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 it's okay. Well, Master Force is my favorite of the Japanese G1 series because it's actually very well structured and has much better characters than any of the other two Japanese series. Like to, to, uh, Japan has proven itself over and over again in Japanese G1 to really not know what to do with robots, super robots, um, where everyone just has the same personality. Everybody in Headmasters is just brash, and everybody in Victory is just, yes, sir. Uh, but everyone in Master Force actually is a character. They, they definitely do. That, that, that because is they're true. people. <laughs> yeah, because they, and, and it's ridiculous it's, that they are people, and that seems to be what it took for the Japanese production staff to give them personality. <laughs> but this reminds me of, like, the comics, where it's like, you know what, they're just, just, just pretend they're people. Just people, yeah. <laughs> just pretend they're big robot, like, people, and just go with that. Yeah, that's just they're one not, of... like, immortal, they're not, like, <laughs> strange, robotic beings that live for... Just, just pretend they're people. They're just things that, that. Things in general just don't really sit well with me, though, with Master Force. Like, uh, Shinrai's, um, how he basically looks like Optimus Prime with a very vague explanation for why he does. And it still well, really doesn't make The theory being that it was, like, supposed to be for Prime or something. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, oh, you look like Prime, so you're the, you're the new leader. Hey, great. Congratulations. Well, I mean, that's not the show's fault. Yeah. That's, 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 yeah, that's, there's, yeah. They're it was a big toy, so, yeah, you know, they, it is a big toy, and it looked like, oh, boy. So it was the leader, you know. Yeah, and the fact, shows. and the fact, you know, the the, the the Autobots do have personalities. The you know the Destrons do as well. But yes, it's just they sort do. Of... They, that's I mean, to be fair, usually the Japanese shows are pretty good about giving the bodies personality uh, outside of the big boss. Like the B level bodies usually are pretty well sketched in. But uh, uh, so Master Force doesn't stand out particularly in that regard. It, it it carries on the usual standard. Actually, probably does. 
does still aim a little higher than the average Jap- Japanese Generation One cartoon does towards body uh, personalities. Go ahead, Don. Thanks. Uh, for me, I, I agree with Chris. Uh, Master Force is my favorite Japanese series, uh, but it also it also shows what we could have gotten in the U.S. once we got to the Headmasters, the Power Masters. You know, past if we had gotten something other than Rebirth and had gone in this direction, because it really shows how you can have humans in a Transformer series and it not be a negative connotation, like what so many people say. You know over these past few years with humans in the U.S. series. Do you think I, think the, I think the problem is that it's a cultural difference, though. I don't think that the way the U.S. series was handled, that it would have been done that way. You know, this, the, this the, could the never Japanese, have grown out of that. No, the, no. Ja, the, the direction that the U.S. cartoon was going was for combined identity. And that would have just, which is exactly the way that the comic went as well. Um, and that would have in fact, the comic almost went the other way, where the it, for the headmasters, they actually consumed their human counterparts. They really sort of consumed the identities of, of the humans they were with, except for Spike. I think was yeah. Spike was like the exception to that rule, where and Zarek, and Zarek, yes. So, so well, they sort of blended as well, but Zarek blended a little bit more than Spike did. Spike somehow managed to remain to remain sentient, but for the most part, all of the other, even the Power Master combiners, they really sort of just consumed their partners. The, so, so yes, the uh, Master Force never would have arisen organically from the, the U.S. series, but it really didn't arise organically from the Japanese either. No, it's, it's a separate true. series. That's no. con- it's connected somehow, vaguely, but it's it was an entirely separate thing. I, I question whether or not Master Force would actually be have been marketable if it had been uh, released uh, in the West. Part of me thinks that it would have, because, you know, the... The Transformers, they, they did a pretty good job of relating, you know, to kids, and human kids sort of project themselves onto the Transformers. But if there was a human that was also a Transformer, it might have made it easier to make that connection. It probably, if we'd had something like that in the West, it would have been kids, though. So, a lot of, well, a lot of kids in most force. Anyway. That's true. Yeah, yeah you, know, you know, you've got a series where three of the main heroes and where a lot of the focus is going is to, you know, Shuta, Cab, and Minerva. Yeah. You know those. You know those are those are kids that are very different personalities, but and that would have reached a lot of different kids in the U.S. that might share some of those personality traits. So I don't know. think the West was ready for this yet, though. A couple of years, Power Rangers came along. The West would have been ready for it. I don't think in '88 the West was ready for it just yet. Yeah. But you know, overall, again, this is a very accessible episode. Um, it's something that if you if you've never watched Master Force before, <laughs> and you, you're kind of curious as to whether or not you want to, this would be a great episode to actually to start at. So watch it, decide whether or not you like it, then go start back at the beginning and then work your way through. What you're going to say? I think my favorite part is the the whole through the episode they're trying to get a hold of Ginray, and then like in the middle of the episode, Grand Maximus is like, "Hey guys." What's going on? Hey, what's up? And you're like, hey guys, can I be in this episode? You're like, great. When you get there, will you talk to Ginray? Sure will. Cool. You realize we didn't learn anything from this uh, interaction, right? Yep. All right. Cool. I'm glad we did this. (laughs) And and of course, throughout throughout the entire middle of the episode, Lander is off somewhere drinking. Yes. Yes. Yeah. There you go. That's another one. It's like he's not a human. He's a robot. 
Yeah. <laughs> but but he gets to have a personality. Yes. And yes, okay, it's a womanizing drunkard. But uh, you know, something, man. <laughs> it's like, uh, it's like, can we just sit here and drink wine? Wouldn't that yeah, be better? <laughs> like that sounds great. Let's go with that. <laughs> that is great. I mean, it's re- the, 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 it's really actually the. Um, it's only the uh, the other godmasters who really are the ones that don't get their personalities quite as well sketched. It's like you know, I could tell you from their debut episodes what the deal with Ranger and Lightfoot is. Um, Lightfoot's personality would sorry left. No, yeah, Lightfoot. I'm right. Yeah, um, uh, his personality would kind of reoccur. Ranger's whole thing about love of nature and everything never really came back. And I'll be dipped if I could tell you what Road King's deal was. But uh, you know, the Autobot pretenders, except for except for Phoenix, for whatever reason, who just got the shaft as far as appearances and yeah. getting to do anything. When, hey, you I know, can fly too. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Uh, it was great. It was great. We got to make a thing for. Uh, <laughs> What's sad is he got he got relegated to that in the in the Japanese series, and he was probably one of the one of the best U.S. pretenders that we had mm. as far as the toy, and he gets totally shafted because you got metal you got awesome Metal Hulk over there in Japan. Well, it's the same as with Chrome Dome. You know, Western fiction ignored Chrome Dome, and uh, the Headmasters cartoon ran with him. The Headmasters couldn't fight without Chrome Dome. No, he's too brash. They they were not brash enough to fight the brashness without the brashness of Chrome Dome. So I just want to I just want to finish this off with my favorite part of the whole whole episode. <laughs> uh, so um, Jinrai riding uh, riding um, uh, Brain, uh, Brand Max, Brand Max Brand yeah, Max. at the at the uh, charging on Black Zarak was awesome. Yeah. yeah. And that that was just this really awesome scene. I wish the toys were designed such that that was easily, you know, done without glue. But I guess you could spread his legs but, and balance it. <laughs> yeah. So that that was just I love that. I I watched that and I'm like, that is awesome. I want every episode of Transformers to feature something like that. <laughs> and it wasn't be the last time they bothered to do it either. But it's the one time in the episode where you actually get a little insert song to pep things yes. up. Yes. Oh, right. You get Japanese yes. Stan Bush to, like... I know. It's, yeah, yeah. Give me why you stop Tell you got the power. I said, you take my balls. Let's fight in love. <laughs> Indeed. Well, what's so great about that song is... That's the same song they used when uh, Lightfoot first transformed. After mm. Gen- that's one of my favorite episodes is the Lightfoot episode, just because I've always loved Getaway's toy. And when he transforms for the first time, you get that same insert song. That was one of the first times they used an insert song, I think, as well. Yeah. If not the first time. And it's just, it's just such, I love that. I have that. I have the uh, five disc CD of the Japanese music, and. Uh, <laughs> I love I love both versions of that song, even though I don't have no idea what's being said. And I love it when they use it throughout the series. It's just nice because so much of the rest of the <laughs> so much of the rest of the episode has no music at all for some reason. I don't know yeah. if they're trying to replicate like the airless terror of space or something. Yeah, the moon is a yeah, dead, desolate cool. world. The moon is a yeah. dead world, like in the which Earth. Allow, which allows like, burning fire. After all is said and done. <laughs> Yes. At least he's not getting it. 